Welcome to the Sales Hacks Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association. How do we craft outbound prospecting messaging that gets buyers to engage and act now? In this CPSA podcast, James Murr will show you a messaging framework based on brand new cutting edge research that you can use for all of your messaging. For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com and remember to subscribe to the cpsa podcast through itunes google play and more james welcome please introduce yourself hey thanks for having me on um of course uh, i'm james Muir. i'm the president of best practice international and the author of the best-selling book the perfect close uh, my background actually is in the b2b healthcare space and uh, i've had the pleasure of um, selling and speaking to some of the largest names in healthcare and technology. And what we do here at Best Practice is we specialize in B2B complex sales. Uh, and our job is to make entrepreneurs, salespeople, executives as effective as they, as they can be. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Now, the, uh, the, the subject matter for today is based on a fairly recent post that you wrote on, on your website uh, called the, the Six Elements of High Impact Messaging. So, at this stage, listeners, we're going to do something a little bit uh, different. We don't, it's not the usual format of Q&A, but instead, uh, James, I'd like to invite you now to take some time and, and walk us through those six elements of high-impact messaging. Sure, I'm happy to. In fact, it's a very exciting new research, actually, that has come out on this. And, you know, interestingly enough, maybe just to step back a little bit, is the latest data actually shows that um, prospecting for new business is actually the top challenge uh, for salespeople. Um, when they survey internationally, actually, uh, prospecting comes out ahead at 48%, saying it's the number one challenge. Closing is the second challenge, but they're not even half as strong at 26% and qualifying as uh, even less than that at 16%. So um, it's interestingly enough that, that that group that is reporting those results uh, reports that, that prospecting as a whole is getting harder and it's actually considerably harder than it was just a couple of years ago. And, and the main reasons for that is because um, of marketing message overload. Um, of course, the internet's a major factor in that because availability of information, and then of course we've got uh, diminishing attention spans. All of those things are combining uh, to make prospecting harder than it has been in the past. And uh, when, when you ask uh, salespeople and sales leaders about these challenges uh, and how they're gonna address them, you know, the ironic thing is that typically uh, the, the key component to their plan to how to, you know, address that and to, you know, for their future success is just simply to ratchet up activity. They're going to work harder. They're going to do more. And yet the funny thing is, is it's basically this very ratcheting up of activity, right? That marketing message overload that's actually driving the top challenge in prospecting. And, uh, interestingly enough, the latest data uh, that you alluded to, um, shows that there's actually a clear path to navigating uh, all of three of those obstacles. Um, that brings us the, the greatest success. And, and the root uh, of that is that sales as a whole just hasn't really been focusing on the highest leverage points in their prospecting efforts. And frequency is not one of those uh, leverage points. Um, by just making minor adjustments to their prospecting efforts, they actually create massive improvements in effectiveness. And so there's four key areas 
uh, that make the biggest difference. The first is market, the second is message, uh, the third is medium, and the fourth is motivation. And uh, the thing that you're referring to here is the second one, which is the message uh, component. But uh, maybe just to briefly cover all of those, you know, the market, it basically means targeting, right? And what the data shows is that when it comes to targeting, um, small changes really make a very, very big difference. And uh, one of my clients actually asked me, hey, what's the biggest thing we can do to improve sales? And uh, as an author of a best-selling book on closing, you might think that my answer to that question would be closing, but it actually isn't. Uh, the single biggest and most effective thing you can do to increase sales is actually just to sell to only ideal candidates. That's the single biggest thing. And the reason is that for that is because everything else is downstream from there. No amount of brilliant messaging or computer automation or brute force effort can actually compensate for uh, selling to the wrong prospect. Right, because when we're selling to the wrong prospect, all of our efforts are going to fall on deaf, deaf ears. It's garbage in, garbage out. So uh, again, getting this one thing right actually can make a, a big difference. And uh, a couple of really big companies like Hillrom and the healthcare space, which is uh, where I spend most of my time, um, has uh, just by changing who they focused on, right, which accounts they were selling to, and they didn't do anything else, they were able to add $70 million in revenue just by changing who they targeted. So targeting it itself is a super high leverage uh, strategy. So um, the message, which is, uh, is I think, uh, uh, the focus of our uh, talk today, is really about crafting a message that gets the uh, executive buyers to act and act now. Uh, and a very common problem in sales is that opportunities get into the pipeline, but once they're there, they just kind of languish and, uh, because there's no urgency for those buyers to act. And, and that's basically a messaging failure. Um, and so the good news is, uh, just a few months ago, uh, some research came out of the U UK that discovered a messaging format that is, in fact, the most likely to get buyers to buy now. Um, so uh, while there's there's no message that's going to cause all buyers uh, to buy, uh, we at least know how to structure our messaging so that we can craft maximal impact. Um, and so, uh, of course, uh, we can't go into the detail uh, of the framework, you know, over an hour or so, but I can tell you what, the, there are six components um, that we need to be focusing on. And, uh, and so we can cover those uh, at a certain high level here. And the, and the key thing is... Um, the first key thing is the driver. And what the driver is, is that's the factor, the trend, or the, the trigger event that's actually causing the need for change with the client. So we need to start there. And then following that, we have a problem or a goal. And, and what that is, is that's the, the key initiative or the uh, priority for the person uh, or the organization, right? And then the, the third thing is insight or unconsidered needs. And what that is, is that's a, a new understanding and possibly new needs or uh, requirements around a challenge or an opportunity that the customer's not aware of. And it, that could be a, um, a, a new challenge or an opportunity they didn't know about or maybe a risk that uh, makes their current path unsafe. But from a psychology perspective, what's happening when we introduce uh, insight and unconsidered uh, needs is it, it kind of sets the customer off balance just a little bit, right? And that new information creates a gap of uncertainty uh, that they want to fill, right? And that makes them open to solutions, right? So that's the important to those, again, there's a, there's a sequentiality to these six things that make them uh, important. Um, so we've got a driver, we've got a problem, a goal, and then we've got our insight and uh, unconsidered needs. Those are the first three. And then uh, the fourth is uh, a value prop or an outcome statement. And that's just a simple and concise statement that communicates what the tangible results are that you produce uh, for your clients, right? And I'll, I'll be candid with you. I'm actually stunned. Uh, probably 80% of the clients I've worked uh, with actually have um, 
they struggle in this one area. If you say, hey, why do people buy your stuff? Um, they are not able to clearly articulate a, a strong value prop. And uh, just to be real tight about that, if, if your value prop should include a metric. That's the, the value or the thing that you're moving. It should include a direction. Does it increase or does it you know, decrease it? And then it and should include magnitude. It should include or how much are you increasing or decreasing. But that's what a value prop is. Um, it, so uh, we're getting very discrete and measurable in our outcome statement. The reason for that is because people are very skeptical about these outcome statements. Um, and so that'll come into play here in a second. We talk about element number six, which is proof. So the value prop outcome statements, the, the natural reaction once we tell them that, hey, I can, we can improve sales by 22% or something like that, um, the, the natural reaction is skepticism. Right. That's they're going to they're going to they're call foul on that. They're going to say, OK, well, yeah, tell me how you do that. Right. So after we've made our outcome statement, the client is actually primed for our next messaging elements. Right. What they're saying to themselves is, yeah, right. Tell me how you do that. Right. So they're kind of interested, but at the same time, they're skeptical. And that's when we want to introduce the fifth element. And the fifth element is our feature or our mechanism of action. OK. And when I say mechanism of action, that's the means by which your solution creates some sort of positive change, right? What's, how does it do it? What's the little, what's the secret sauce in your solution that actually makes the positive change happen? Okay, that's what your feature mechanism of action is. And so we want to wait till they're ready to receive that. And then when we tell them this is the way we do it, then they're, they're like, oh, okay, because they're ready to receive it at that point. But they're still skeptical. And so that brings us to the sixth element. And the sixth element is uh, proof or results. And what proof is, is, is basically just evidence, you know, from a third party source that you can deliver the kind of results that you're claiming you can. And uh, while there's uh, lots of different kinds of proof out there, what the data shows is that the most impactful proof comes from third party objective sources. And uh, probably the two best examples of that would be, you know, just recognizable reference clients. So if you have a you know, a Fortune 500 company that everybody recognizes the brand name of, and that's a client of yours, and then you want to use that, okay? Or maybe even within your own niche, um, there's uh, names, and they know who all their competitors are. That it's, uh, that's going to be um, a valuable uh, third-party source for you because that's a recognizable, uh, referenceable client, okay? And the second would be some sort of objective third-party endorsement. And uh, literally just an hour ago, I was talking to a healthcare organization um, in Louisiana, and uh, we mentioned a third-party uh, endorsement from a organization. It's a little bit like Consumer Reports, uh, but for healthcare software. And what their, you know, what, how they showed uh, that a given solution was at the top of this list. That's the kind of thing that you're looking for because people know that you can't fake Consumer Reports, right? It's a, a third-party objective. Uh, endorsement and that's the that's the kind of proof that you're looking for and and so um, Bill that's the actual the framework in a nutshell um, of course uh, if, if people can master those um, elements in terms of how they interrelate to each other uh, then what they're going to be able to do is they're going to be able to create high impact messaging using any channel of communication right that whether that's a email or whether that's a phone or whether it's a face-to-face -face meeting or whether it's in advertising those uh, six key elements in that order are, have been proven to uh, be most likely to cause executive buyers to act, to act now. 
like I said before, there's no you know perfect message that will always cause someone to act. But what we do know is we do know the structure that's most likely to do that, uh, and that was a result of that study in the UK just uh, just a few months back. James, how can our listeners connect with you and and learn more about all the work that you do? Sure. So, um, they, uh, of course, I'm uh, active on social. Probably the best place to reach me is just to go to the website. Uh, the website is puremuir.com, P-U-R-E-M-U-I-R.com. And uh, on that site, if they just want to go to the resources page, they're gonna, there's a whole page that's got about 20-plus downloadable resources, which does include, in fact, uh, a PowerPoint that covers some of the messaging components that I just mentioned here. Uh, I did present those at Outbound last year, and I'll be sharing a little more in detail uh, at Outbound this uh, this coming year, and so uh, certainly the people are welcome to come and visit us at Outbound uh, this next year. Um, but uh, if they also, they're welcome to follow me on LinkedIn, uh, on Twitter, where I am uh, B2B underscore Sales Tips is where they can find me. Again, just search for James Mir and you'll find me there. And, and honestly, if they don't mind seeing my personal stuff, they're also welcome to follow me uh, on Facebook. But probably the, the you know the best of all the channels is to. Uh, go to puremere.com, just sign up for the newsletter, and then you'll be getting all the latest uh, and uh, best research that's coming out. My my uh, my list gets to see that before anybody else. And uh, I should just add that I am on your list, and I can testify to that. James, thank you very much for being our guest today. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. It's always great to be here, Bill, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, meet with you and your crew here face-to-face soon. And as always, happy selling. Thank you for listening to the Sales Hacks Show. Learn more about the training and benefits from the Canadian Professional Sales Association at cpsa.com.